don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tantalk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Kids will try anything for kicks. A hopped up car. An innocent girl. I, I don't want it to be like this. Hey, just don't play games with me. And maybe even murder. Just stand there, chicken. Don't move. They call him Duke. He uses girls the same way he uses cars for kicks. Get lost, Ernie. You think you can handle them? You're just a kid. You think I've never kissed a boy before? Is that what you want? To wind up in a motel room with any man? Oh, you think about Trying to kill us, Peg. <sighs> Got to do business on their terms. No limit. No limit. No limit. Run him off the road, Duke. Run him off the road. Day and night, night and day, these kids will try anything for kicks. This is Mark Martin. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And if you've missed any of our past shows, go to Nostalgic Radio and Cars and check out the podcast for all 200 and close to 80 shows now. That's quite a bit. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. How you doing tonight, Bobby? I'm doing just fine. Doing real good? Okay, great. Well, we got an interesting show for you today. We have a, a local celebrity coming on, somebody else in the Ray Didio biz, okay, also a car guy, so we're looking forward to having this gentleman on. And uh, I will tell everybody about uh, my adventure this weekend. I was out of town, and I had an opportunity to go to one of the coolest events in the United States. I went to the United States Grand Prix Formula One race in Austin, Texas at Circuits of the Americas. That was pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. 
And uh, Bobby, do we have our guest on the line? Okay, well, guess what, guys? The suspense is boiling. It's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. He's the host of the morning show at Q105. He's a serious car guy. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening, Mason Dixon. Mason, how you doing? Friday, 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 Friday. Well, wait a <laughs> wow, wow. See, that's what I like. I like energy. We need energy on the show. That's great. Hey, I appreciate you guys giving me a shot on the show to talk about our, our big Christmas Wish car show that we're going to do uh, this coming Sunday at the Bright House Field in Clearwater, uh, home of the Phillies, uh, spring training, and, of course, the Threshers. And um, we're looking forward to uh, having a big show. Mother Nature is going to cooperate with some great weather. We're going to get an extra hour of sleep on Saturday night, daylight savings time in. I mean, all the everything is pointed in the right direction for this to, to really be a big success so that we can raise a lot of money and help out families with our Christmas wish spot. Excellent, excellent. And you deserve a serious accommodation for that, because you've been doing this for how many years now? We started Christmas Wish back in the uh, mid-1990s, and since then we've raised somewhere between a million and a half and two million dollars and donated that right back out to families in need. Uh, It's an all-volunteer charity. It's the 501c3, and my wife and I, it's kind of a labor of love between us and our volunteers who step up and uh, and help this thing uh, uh, run every single year and um, we just enjoy so much of giving back to a community that has been so good to us since we came here in 1978 wow that's a long time that's a long time have you always been new at uh, q105 or were you at other radio stations back then we worked at q105 for um, over 10 years and then as as radio is wanting to do from time to time uh, there was a shake-up and um, uh, my little group had a no-compete, the little group that uh, sometimes is fondly or from our competitors less than fondly known as Mason's Mafia. <laughs> um, we had to take a year off for the no-compete, and we came back, uh, took over Mix 96, and took it to, uh, to number one in the six years or so we were there. And once again, the shake-up bug uh, started, and um, we went looking for a new place to work. We went to 100.7, and uh, changed the old W101 to KISS FM. We had a good uh, three-, four-year run there. And then we ended up at um, at U92 while it was still uh, an oldie station. And we kind of made it a little more modernized, enough that when a couple of years went by, our, our manager at that time, Charlie Oaks, said, you know what, you guys need to be back on Q105. And, of course, a, a lot of that took place right about the time I had my unfortunate car accident in 2005. And um, I spent about, uh, well, I spent four days in intensive care, another three or four days in the hospital before they let me out. And then I would, it was a good four weeks of recuperation before I could even manage to get back into the studio. And Charlie had a nice surprise waiting for me when we got back in the studio. First thing I said was, you know, oldies 104.7, and he said, hold it stop we're making a change and that change was uh, everything went back to q105 the the old logo that uh, we've used in the 80s for that was so successful and and we have continued uh, along that line even with new owners today uh, the folks from beasley know the history of q105 and and uh, and very proud to support it Wow. Now, what? Uh, when were you guys the Q Zoo? When was that? Was that somewhere in the nineties too? Q, the Q Zoo was during the eighties. Okay. Uh, that started when Scott Shannon came into town back in um, eighty. Well, actually, right around nineteen eighty. Uh-huh. And he spent about three years here, and um, between uh, he and Cleveland Wheeler and and myself working on the programming side, all of us there kind of created a monster. And then Scott left and went to New York, and uh, we stayed here and and kind of continued to feed that monster uh, for quite a few years. Wow, that's incredible. What a run. Now, how many of the original, let's say your cast of characters, uh, is still with you from, from back in the 80s? Well, uh, Bill Conley joins us from time to time on the show. Um, Bobby Rich, who uh, did middays for me at Q105 in the 80s, uh, is our traffic guy and does the night show on Q105. And uh, some folks that we've kind of... Uh, Picked up along the what Pat George, who used to do our traffic reports. Pat George uh, does um, uh, traffic for our sister uh, station, and he will come in and fill in when Bobby takes time off. So we've gathered up some of the crew uh, about three years ago. We had a throwback summer, and we brought uh, we brought everybody in from 
uh, Pat Brooks and and uh, Cat Summers and people of Chuck Bear and people that were a part of Q105, Mike Reeves, for so many years. And um, uh, most of them we stay in touch with. Now, some of them, unfortunately, uh, you know, we have lost throughout the years. Mike Osterhout, who was our general manager, vice president of the company, uh, passed away several years ago. Tremonti Watts we lost. And not too long ago, uh, John Rock and Roll Anthony, who was a part of the 80s Q105, uh, passed away. So uh, we still got a good crew there. Uh, Arch Deal, we still talk to from time to time. And, and so uh, whenever we have those uh, uh, DJ get-togethers, uh, you know, when all the media people come together, and I think there's one scheduled here in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact, uh, we all get together and it's nice to reminisce. Wow. Yeah, tell us about that, because somebody else was telling me about that, that that's an annual uh, get-together that's uh, all the uh, DJs and radio show hosts from, uh, the, from the local area all get together and meet someplace at a restaurant or something. Everybody's all invited when this thing comes around about and uh, ted webb put this thing together and another old alum from q105 he was there for a while as was jack harris before the two of them teamed up now at wfla and have a very successful morning show so uh, everybody just gets together we put aside uh the competition for the uh for the day and and just have a good time and a lot of times the listeners will stop by and uh and see us but uh, it's just a great time to reminisce because uh, none of us are getting any younger and as I said, we've lost some, so we need to cherish these years that uh, we're still around, and for those of us that are still in the business, kicking it around uh, and enjoying ourselves. Excellent. Now, let me ask you a question. How did you get into the radio business? I wanted to be in radio ever since I was a kid. Um, growing up, there was a, a disc jockey in Memphis, Tennessee, my hometown, and by the name of Dewey Phillips. He's the guy who played the very first Elvis song that ever got played on the radio. He was Elvis's buddy. Uh, he broke Elvis, made him a star, and this guy was a wild and crazy man on the radio. And In fact, he was so crazy at one point in time, he was both on radio and the early days of television in the mid to late 50s at the same time, much like what we did in the 80s when we had the Zoo Tube with the old Jones Intercable. We had our Q-Zoo morning show on cable and live on the air at the same time. So it was kind of fun for me to flash back to those early days of growing up listening to Dewey Phillips and always wanting to be a disc jockey. And I kind of got sidetracked along the way. I, I started playing guitar and started playing in some bands, and I used the musician thing for a while. But um, uh, I think one morning when we came out of a nightclub that we were playing, we were doing a split shift with another band, and we came out of the nightclub, and the sun was coming up. And I said, you know what? This is not for me. Uh, this is really getting old. And so I, I uh, got into radio, uh, started working in a little station down in Grenada, Mississippi. And from there, I went to Chattanooga and then to New Haven, Connecticut. See, I know how to say that. If, <laughs> if you spend any time in, everybody calls it New Haven. Not New, if you're from there, it's New Haven. So I went to New Haven for a few years, came back, worked in my hometown of Memphis at WHBQ with George Klein, another good friend of Elvis's throughout the years. Uh, worked there for several years, uh, met my wife, Pat. We got married, went out west, California, worked in San Diego, L.A., went back to San Diego, and then in 78 came to Tampa. And uh, with that short little term, uh, you know, where we were had that one-year no-compete, we've been here ever since. Wow, what a ride, what a ride. It has been a wonderful ride. And you know what's, what's interesting about it? Is I'm still having fun. You know, I have, I have people who will come up to me that have, have listened and probably grown up two or three generations of their family, and they say, man, when are you going to retire? And I say, you know what, I'll retire when it's no longer fun. Okay. And right now with, with our new Beasley owners that have taken over, uh, you know, they've given us uh, a great run in the mornings and all the things that we need. And, you know, the station has been doing great. We've been the number one 12-plus morning show in the market now for the last couple of months. And, uh, uh, you know, when you're winning, you're having fun. Absolutely. What do you think attributes to it? It's, it's, a, it's a love of the community. You know, uh, we have shock jocks come and go, and, and I won't put them down for what they do because it's, it, they, they can be very exciting and uh, doing some different things. Uh, we've seen a lot of changes in radio. We've had to tighten things up. The... Uh, you know, with all the other outlets that are available, satellite radio came along, streaming radio is coming along. 
And what is important is being able to reach out to the people and, and be their friend. And, and that's kind of what we've done and it was, was my game plan throughout the years um, is to be a friend to those listeners out there. And that's why my wife and I started our Christmas Wish charity, to give back to the families that need a little breathing room during the holidays. And when you do that kind of thing, uh, it not only feels good in your heart, but it warms the hearts of a lot of your listeners out there. And they'll stand by you uh, through thick and thin. And as we bounced around several radio stations in Tampa Bay until we were able to work our way back to Q105, um, they've hung in there with us. And God bless them. I love them for it. Tell us a little bit about the car show now. Tell us about the classes. Tell us about uh, the awards. Tell us about what people have to do if they want to participate. We started this car show uh, with my good buddy Roger Strasser back many years ago, uh, uh, 2002, 2003, somewhere in through there. Started it in Tarpon Springs. We've moved it to several locations. And our best car shows we've ever had have been at the Bright House Field, that huge paved parking lot there right at Drew in 19 where – the Phillies play in the spring, and the Threshers play there the rest of the season. And we put four to 500 cars in there on Sunday, and the place is packed with people. We don't charge admission. We do ask for a donation when people park, and there's parking available at the uh, uh, Bright House Field facilities there. And uh, the guys who bring their cars in, we tried something different this year just to see if it would work. And uh, we said, you know, if you want to buy space and a half as opposed to just your normal one-car parking slot and the guy right next to you, would you pay a little more for that? And then if you wanted two spaces, would you pay a little more for that? And evidently it worked because we sold it out. So that part of it anyway. But there's still plenty of room for people to bring their cars, show them off, have some fun with us. We have trophies that um, uh, have been donated, and um, we give those away for, um, uh, you know, best paint, best show. Best Mopar, best Chevy, best Ford. Uh, the Mustang Club of Tampa uh, is our uh, really our lead uh, group. They they help us run the show, do a fabulous job with it. Martin Morley and all that crew from the, uh, the Mustang Club, and they do a show within a show. They bring out all their Mustang people, and they have a special show. So we have a little bit of everything there, and uh, <coughs> excuse me, it really gets. Um, a lot of fun. Awards will be at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we'll get people home. That works out real well for everybody. Now, if people want to find out more about it, Mason, how do they do that? Is there a website? Log on to christmaswishtampa.com. That's christmaswishtampa.com. You can still early register, pre-register, so you don't have to worry about that when you get there on Sunday morning. And uh, we'll keep early registration open until about Thursday when we have to shut that off. But you can still registered day of show and mother nature is going to throw us a a a great day uh we're going to get the time change on saturday night after halloween night so we get an extra hour of sleep and we're going to start opening up for the cars uh about eight o'clock on uh, sunday morning i know we we say we officially start registration at nine but there's a lot of people that are sitting out there in line waiting to get in when the sun comes up wow now, you said you're going to have, what, about three, 400 cars? That's about it? 500 cars? 400 cars? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking 400-plus cars. This one's going to be a biggie. Okay. Now, I know you're, you have a, your own small little private collection of cars. What are you going to bring this year? Well, now, throughout the years, I've had uh, a whole lot of cars, and some I wish I'd have kept. And, uh, you know, I, I trade them off and buy something else and, and fiddle around. Um, you know, after I had the car accident back in 2005 in my 71 Challenger convertible, uh, it was a little while before my wife was willing to look at another car, especially a Challenger convertible, uh, back in the house again without having some less than fond memories of that accident and um, uh, the one that almost killed me. Uh, but I have a, uh, a 70 uh, Challenger convertible that uh, is a white-red car that I had out there last year, and uh, I still have it. I enjoy that car, and, and uh, I'll bring that out to the show. And... Uh, that's my only old car that I have right now. Uh, for at one point in time, there was always two or three around the house. But uh, right now, with a granddaughter that was born uh, back in April and a grandson coming for my other daughter in January, uh, my priorities are changing just a little bit. Okay. Well, at least you still have one car, one classic car that you can enjoy. And, of course, it's a Challenger convertible. First of the E-bodies, beautiful car. I, 
I'm an old Mopar guy, but I love all cars. Now, uh, throughout the years, um, I had a 70 uh, Chevelle 396 convertible. Uh, I had a 428 Cobra Jet Mustang uh, for a while. Uh, I just I love all the old cars, and, and that's why the, the Motorhead community knows that I'm their guy. You know, they can talk to me. They can come out. We, we know the cars, and we, we walk around, take pictures. We feature them on the Q105 website. We feature on all the social media that's uh, available these days, so much of it out there. Um, and the guys just love that because they're dealing with another motorhead. I'm right there with them. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, Mason, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and hanging out with us here at Nostalgic Bedroom Cars. I look forward to seeing you this Sunday at the best of the best Mason Dixon Car Show, and it's uh, the Christmas Wish. Is it, is like, it's got two names, is it? So Because on our Speed Culture app that I think I showed you a couple of weeks ago when we were at the uh, yeah. Reason Cars and Coffee, mm-hmm. um, it's listed as best of the best, but it's also got another name, right? So it's the Christmas Wish, Mason Dixon. It's to benefit the Mason Dixon Christmas Wish Spot. Okay. But it is it is what we call the best of the best car show, and um, um, but the, the bottom line is all the dollars that come in from this are going to help a lot of families, and they'll be here, and folks will be hearing those families on the air on Q105 when we grant those wishes and uh, give those folks a little bit of breathing room and make the holidays as special for them uh, as we hope it'll be for all of us. Excellent. Well, Mason, you take care, and I'll see you this Sunday. I look forward to it, and thank you for giving me a little radio time with you guys this morning. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and uh, we'll see you at the show on Sunday. Okay, we'll do it again sometime. How about that? You got it. All right, take care. Hey, our special guest for the evening, Mason Dixon. Don't forget, this Sunday, best of the best, car show, Mason Dixon, Christmas Wish Fund. Take care. All right, I think we're going to take a little break here real quick, and then we're going to bring our next guest on for the evening. How about that? Bobby, what do you got tuned up for us or queued up for us? We got Born to be Wild. Born to be Wild. Hey, this goes out to Mason Dixon. Here's your song, Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. We'll touch that dial. We'll be right back. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. Yeah, down and go make it happen. Take the world in a loving place. Fire all of the guns and pumps and explode into space. I like smoking lightning. Every metal thunder. Racing with the This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in 
on downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. The kids in the morning. One sniff. Ah, and you'll know we've arrived. It's the last day on Earth. Well, Reverend Wisnat said that. Anyway, from Little Rock, Arkansas, and he writes books. He ought to know. It's 8.33 dog night. Arkansas. It's 10 minutes past 6 o'clock in the morning. And Onward to victory. How about you, Jim Baker? We having fun? Hi, this is Bob Varsha with Speed. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the start. Guest for the evening. I'll tell you what, you guys all knew that I went to, no, actually nobody knew that I went to, I snuck out of Clearwater, Florida, and I uh, flew, like uh, as the crow flies, to uh, Austin, Texas to check out Circus of the Americas, the Formula One Grand Prix, U.S. Formula One Grand Prix. And while I was there, I hung out with a lot of really cool guys in the media department. And one guy I met in particular, a fellow radio guy, was pretty interesting. And uh, he goes by the name of the mayor of Speed City. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening. The mayor of Speed City, Les Kaiser. Les, are you there? Oh, I am. I am, Robert. Glad you made it home safe and sound. I know you had some kind of obstacle in the media center. We'll leave that to uh, Far Talk later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I got that. Hey, why do they call you the mayor of Speed City? Well, Robert, uh, a few years ago, you know, it hasn't been that long. The Circuit of America has been here in Austin. And we've certainly uh, surprised a lot of us. But before the Circuit of America came to Texas, the motorsports culture in Texas was a very small population. I grew up here, and, you know, it was one of those kinds of things that if you were somebody like me that has been around motorsports for nearly 50 years now, you probably knew everybody that was running in those types of circles. So, uh, you know, rarely does it come up that uh, there might be one degree of separation between me and somebody else in motorsports here in the Texas area. And so my co-host, Jonathan Green, if that name sounds familiar, that is the same Jonathan Green that is known worldwide for Formula One, for World Superbike commentating. He's done World Cup over in the U.K., uh, along with my co-host, John Massengill, who often anchors the Speed City show. Anyway, Jonathan said, you are the mayor of Speed City. And uh, I often get called on to uh, set up events or make introductions and things like that around. I can, you know, to uh, to sum it up, he says, if I don't know him, I probably know somebody that knows him. So that that's how I gained that moniker of the mayor of Speed City. The mayor of Speed City, because you know everybody. That's super. By the way, you know what I forgot to mention and tell our listeners? You actually host a radio show, an automotive radio show in Austin, Texas on AM 1370, right? That's right. It's also nationally syndicated on Yahoo Sports Radio Network. You can find it there. Honestly, the most reliable way to find it, go check out speedcitybroadcast.com, and you'll find everything there. We're on iTunes. We're just uh, everywhere imaginable, but you can find all our connections right there. It's been uh, running about four years now, and uh, it's all about paved motorsports, but I've got one qualifier. It's got to turn left and right. There you go. I like that. I like that. Yeah, see, where I come from in the southeast here, I guess you would call it, it's go fast, turn left, hammer down, you know. But uh, that's okay. I'm a road racing fan myself. So tell us a little bit about... shampoo, wash, repeat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. So uh, how did you get into cars? I mean, tell us a little bit. Give us a little background about uh, Les Kaiser. Who is Les Kaiser, the mayor of Speed City? So uh, 
Well, it started out, I was about five years old, uh, probably actually before that, I was sitting on my father's uh, tank of his motorcycle, riding through Texas, and uh, I got so I could operate the handlebars. You know, uh, at five years old, I got my first little mini bike, full start kind of mini bike, and uh, took off riding. I was the coolest kid in the neighborhood with that, and uh, all the family had bikes to ride on. Continued on up, I started playing with four wheels as I got into the teenage years, a lot of autocross, a lot of club events, a lot of uh, private events where folks will rent a racetrack themselves and they'll take their play toys out and play on the racetrack. Well, I had a business at the time that supported folks like that. And quite often, uh, you know, there might be an issue with the car that they're driving that, uh, hey, Les, it's doing this and that, you know, not quite communicating well. And they hand me the keys and go, go take some laps. And so I got to take some laps, come in, maybe some suspension adjustments or whatever it is, and uh, get in it. So I've had the opportunity to play in uh, just about every flavor of automobile and motorcycle around. At one point, I even held a Texas Mile land speed record. No kidding. For a client. So uh, anything that uh, goes on that land speed was about the only thing that I did in a straight line. I did have an opportunity to drive a top I called Dragster for a client just to uh, check it out and see what it's like to have your eyeballs rattle in your skull. <laughs> and uh, So that, that's how, uh, how I've had a little sample of everything. Excellent. Now, you said you did a uh, land speed mile deal doohickey thingy here. So what did you do that at? Well, that's, uh, there's a place in South Texas that uses a naval training base runway. And uh, it's a full one-mile, all-out, wide-open throttle run. I did it in a streetcar for a racing organization off the East Coast that brought one of their cars over. And it was a classified uh, type of a race, so it's bracketed. You know, this was a naturally aspirated Hemi run, and uh, it was in a streetcar. had to be street legal on street tires. And at that time, it was an LX chassis. So the same thing you see the Chargers, the Magnums, the 300Cs, things like that on, ran 160.898 miles in one mile of acceleration. And that may not sound like much because, uh, you know, a lot of the cars we run in on the track will, will definitely eclipse that. But doing it only one mile of straight line is, is a very different when you're on DOT tires. Now, did you do that from a roll? No, sir. That is dead stop, like a stop sign. Light goes green and you blast off. Really? That's if you did that one sixty eight in a mile from zero to one sixty eight. Uh, that's a pretty quick car. Yes, sir, it is. Wow, I'm I'm sure you'd had to have a uh, use a box of Q tips to pop your ear, your stick them in your ears, and pop your eyeballs back out of the sockets, didn't you? <laughs> it is a hard press. You know, about one hundred and fifty three miles per hour. We got a little cross wind across that area, and it bumped over about two car widths wide on the. Uh, runway there and made me gave me that little pucker factor i <laughs> got your attention if, if nothing else right well neat interesting interesting so tell us a little bit of how you got into radio biz uh motorsports primarily right it is uh what i what came of that is uh really i've got became very well acquainted with the executive team at the circuit of americas as it was announced i was actually out there uh i'd say in, in the same day that it was made public Went out and found the property. I drove around it on the farm roads, and uh, the bottom of my car was scraping on these farm roads. Uh, but I became well connected to the organizers of the Circuit of America and really had opportunity to have some nice discussions, constructive, hey, did you think of this, things like that. Uh, anyway, through those conversations, I wound up meeting another gentleman uh, who actually I'd known before, but we definitely became more connected and uh, John Massingill, you'll hear him anchoring the, our Sunday night shows. And we talked about it, and he said, you know, you've, you've got a lot of information, a lot of good insight on the decision-making that goes on at the Circuit of Americas. I'd love to record these conversations that we have. And so we started recording them and actually started out as a podcast. ESPN affiliate came across it in no time. We went to ESPN, and uh, in short order, when we went national, we went to Yahoo Sports Radio Network. And so uh, that's about four years, almost four years ago now. And that's uh, how the egg became the chicken. <laughs> the egg became the chicken. I like that. That's good. Wow. Now tell us a little bit more about Coda. Tell us about some of the events that go on, because i got to tell you, I've been to a lot of racetracks around the country and around the world. That track really impressed me, really, really impressed me. 
Sure. So I'll I'll say that uh, the Circuit of Americas uh, was very wisely designed using a business model very much like Donington Park. Some of these other uh, for Silverstone, for instance, is especially one that you'll look towards, and that's that is not just a racetrack. It is a research facility. It is a concert venue. It's capable of hosting things far and few between, like the SPNX Games. So, Circuit uh, of America, just like any factory, if the factory is not producing, it's not paying its bills. So you always got to generate revenue, hosting large concerts, hosting other events. You know, we had the Indy cars come and do the aero body te- uh, kit test here this past year. Folks will rent that racetrack, organizations will, companies will, et cetera. Keeps it busy. So very wise model in that. You know, this type of venue is very expensive to operate. Now, I'm not officially tied to the venue, but just being able to sit outside the fence, uh, if you will, and see what goes on. Uh, do you regularly have conversations with the folks uh, to to just have a good communi- line of communication? But uh, So that's what's so different. The events can range from, you know, here in the, another few weeks, we're going to have the SVRA. The Vintage Racing Organization will be here. And what is so neat about this are these are, uh, I hate to call it any Formula One car, obsolete technology, but I'll say previous generations of Formula One cars, different types of cars, such as Indy. It can be Can-Am cars. It can be those historic Can-Ams of the 60s and the 70s. It can be the street-driven GT classes. All of those are going to be joining us. It's a great weekend. Unlike Formula One, when that event is here, you can actually go into the paddock area, meet the driver, shake hands. A lot of times what's so great about that event is you'll come in, if you have a kid with you, and the mechanics are in a good place in servicing the vehicle, they'll let the child sit in the car, take some pictures, gain a new fan, learn some history. It's really a great event. I encourage everybody to check that out. We also get the uh, FIA World Endurance Championship. So the cars that go to Le Mans, we'll see them here. You know, we get the big names, we get the little names, we get everybody in between. That's a great event, known as the Lone Star Le Mans. That came last month. We'll just continue to go and uh, see more and more events come up. MotoGP is the top of the motorcycle world. We get that each spring. Great turnout, phenomenal event. So uh, as you can imagine, you know, we had Elton John here this weekend while you were here. A lot of great events coming through, and uh, just top-notch entertainment in every one of them. Interesting. Now, you've interviewed a number of uh, big-name race car drivers. So, uh, like this weekend, who'd you get a chance to talk to? Because it's like where you were in that little box out in front there off uh, Pit Row, you had a great spot there to see everything going on. And uh, I know earlier in the day or in the weekend, I think you had a chance to interview some some well-known drivers. Tell us about that. You bet. Uh, so Speed City has become recognized as a, kind of its independent source. We provide a lot of unique content, uh, a lot of exclusive content. We do have a great relationship with many of the organized providers, such as NBC Sports. We're, we're great friends with Lee and Hobo and Will Buxton. Uh, last week we had our own one-on-one conversation with Lewis Hamilton. And so uh, that's a great one. I invite you to go check out speedcitybroadcast.com. You're going to have the opportunity to hear, you know, Lewis in a way that you often don't hear him. You know, he talks about his new partnership with one of his new sponsors. And then it just goes into life and other things that excite Lewis Hamilton. So it's really a, a great insight into Lewis Hamilton that not many get to have. And so uh, those are the types of things. Mario Andretti is a good friend of the show. You know, uh, you can hardly talk Formula One in the United States without talking Mario Andretti. Alexander Ross, we regularly have Alexander around. I've uh, been a longtime friend of the show, and it's been great watching him graduate through the way. You know, I know you and I have got a mutual friend in Bob Varsha. Yep. Bob Varsha joined us last year and co-commentated with myself and John Massengale for Formula One. What a great experience to look over there and see none other than the legendary commentator that, uh, you know, is Bob Varsha. So uh, he's been a good friend of the show for a few years now. And uh, those are the types of things that people understand. We are here to foster motorsports in the United States. We've got a new, just incredible facility like no other in the United States. I was just at Indy, uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the MotoGP race. 
you know, it, it's India's historical and will always be revered that way. I think in the future we're going to see Circuit of America as much in the way we see Indy. But then Indy's got 100 runnings of Indy coming up this next May, so I'm excited to go see that in person as well. Interesting. Do you think uh, um, a few years ago they had uh, the Australian, was it Supercars? That's right. Australian V8 Supercars is a uh, phenomenal series. You know, if you... Uh, Do you think that'll come back to the United States? Do you think that'll come back to the United States? You know, they're, uh, one of their most popular drivers is James Courtney. We were speaking, uh, messaging back and forth here a couple weeks ago, and he really wants to come back. The series wants to come back. And, you know, the one thing that I'll say about the V8 supercars is fantastic performance, fantastic technology. Somebody tried to liken it to NASCAR. Well, we had Kurt Busch bring down a car, his cup car, we put James Courtney in a V8 supercar a couple of years ago. Check for that on uh, YouTube. We had them running and dicing with each other. The V8 supercar is light and nimble. I went out for a couple of laps, and I'll say that that compared to a cup car is night and day. It is light. It is nimble. It is sports car light. has a 18, I believe it's over 18 inches of suspension travel in that vehicle. Oh, Quite often, it's up on two wheels in the curves. A little bit, you know, it's quite different driving style. But it is so entertaining. A lot of talent. When uh, James got out of Bush's car, he said, that was like wrestling a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's a lot of weight. It's not as much horsepower. They're running about 600 horsepower in that car. So, it really uh, is quite different than the NASCAR. They don't have the weight. They don't need the horsepower. No, because they handle. And the other thing is, too, is like while we're talking about the uh, Australian uh, V8 supercars, you know, they, in Germany or in Europe, they had the DTM, the Deutsche Twin Meisterschaft. Correct. And that's Correct. very similar. And I would love to see that come to the United States along with the Australian gang and really have some really good road racing. I mean, streetcar racing, cars that you can actually identify with. Exactly. And, you know, the uh, the one thing about the Australian V8s is, we don't particularly recognize them ourselves. Now, you may recognize some of the Holden as being what was the GTO, you know, a couple of years ago by Pontiac. You know, mm -hmm. they now have the Chevrolet SS sedan is a Holden product with an American Chevrolet badge on it versus the international Holden right. badge. So uh, beginning to see a little bit of that. Certainly hope to see those guys come back. The big hurdle for them, they need at least one more race stateside. As you can imagine, it's quite expensive to ship all of that cargo and those vehicles and the teams over here, and uh, they just have to have more than one race to make it worth the trip. Absolutely. A series over here would be great. It is an infectious race to watch. You can definitely catch it on uh, some of the online channels. Go and check that out. It's phenomenal. The, the people are great characters, Australians like uh, the Brass Texans. They have fun. Interesting, interesting. So if people want to find out more about you and more about CODA, how do they go about doing it? You know, I'm going to invite them to check out speedcitybroadcast.com, and you'll have lots of our different content. It's going to relate to uh, four-wheel, two-wheel, uh, all kinds of things. We almost always have somebody really interesting on the show that uh, a name you'll want to know or follow, previous champions. Uh, we were just talking to Colin Edwards earlier. A lot of the folks in the U.K. as well the U.S. recognize that name from World Superbike and MotoGP. Just retired. Having a lot of fun with that. Uh, you just never know who shows up in Speed City, and uh, we make a point of welcoming them and uh, having some fun with them. Absolutely. And tell us about CODA, if people want to find out more about CODA, because that's definitely something that needs to, be, needs to be on a bucket list, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the best website for that is their own. Circuitofbeamericas.com. And uh, with that, you know, it's a great venue. Uh, that organization over there is, uh, has put on great events. They're continuing to build and develop that. One of the things people don't realize is really that entire facility was constructed in less than 24 months. And so uh, just a phenomenal task at hand right there. But, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, it's a top-notch facility, great place to be as a spectator or a participant. And so uh, check out the history there. You can even go back through some of the Speed City shows. I had the opportunity to be the first media to take a full lap of the facility 
uh, while it was still in dirt and stakes. And so uh, that was a, a source, a, a good point of pride for me as well. Wow. But uh, watch it grow. They are still growing that facility and uh, continuing to improve it and make it just an incredible spectator opportunity. Now it's what three point five miles or something like that, and you can how you can kind of house almost like one hundred twenty five, hundred thirty thousand people there, right? During oh, absolutely, uh, three point four miles, uh, one hundred thirty three foot of elevation difference through the facility. I've had the opportunity to take it in two wheels and four wheels, and I will tell you, it is tremendous. Turn nineteen is a uh, turn that really catches people off guard. It's next to last before it comes back down the front straightaway. It's very deceptive. You may look at it on TV and go think somebody's just really screwing up there, but uh, haven't gone through there enough. A little bit off camber, a little bit of drop in elevation, uh, weird nuance. It takes a driver to get through that corner successfully and at speed. One of the coolest things they got there, too, is the tower, right? Yeah, that tower is over 250 feet tall. Be sure and visit it. In fact, if you're even here in the Austin area when there's not racing going on, log into that Circuit of America's website, and you can sign up for a tour of the tower. They definitely entertain groups to come out and get full run. In fact, it's uh, it's a lot of fun because you'll get access to areas of the Circuit of America's that you would not get during race weekend as a spectator. So uh, definitely check that out. See what concerts are coming. Just playing a whole weekend, uh, you know. Quite often when there's races here, there's concerts that's going on at the same time, just like we had with Elton John on, on Formula One weekend. Not to mention Austin's a pretty cool town to begin with, right? Oh, I, that's only my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Les, I want to thank you for hanging out with us a little bit here on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I know you're up for a three-hour interview here or something yet going on. So, uh, you bet. So uh, with a little luck, I'll see you out there probably next year because I'm impressed. I'm hooked. Hey, that's fantastic. Come back for MotoGP. We're going to get you infected with two wheels. Okay, that's cool. I'm a bike rider. I ride dirt bikes, but that's okay. I'll bring my bike out that we can run around in the back 40. Well, there you go. We've got uh, we've got some great dirt property. In fact, during the X Games, they host flat track championships right there. And so, uh, great opportunity to check out the videos uh, from the X Games. Super. Hey, I want to thank my special guest, Les Kaiser, mayor of Speed City Radio, right? That's right. All right, take care, Les. Take care, everyone. All right, see you, bye-bye. Take Take care. care. Anyway, okay, it's time for the Speed Culture App Minute. Like we said earlier, we had our good friend here, Mason Dixon, on. Don't forget his car show this Sunday, Best of the Best, his Christmas wish show. Or like he said, there's, what, three, 400 cars are going to be showing up there and tons and tons of people. So it's a charity run, so please donate generously because there's a lot of people out there that certainly could use some help this, uh, this Christmas season. And uh, the big event this weekend also, or next week, is SEMA. So the Special Equipment Marketing Association. Of course, next weekend, we've got a number of car shows. I think Don Gardless is going on, or maybe that's this weekend. i got to double-check the calendar. And then uh, Bug Jam is next uh, Saturday and Sunday. But anyway, let me go back to uh, my little excursion over here at the uh, Formula One race. Um, I was extremely, extremely impressed with how professional the F1 teams are. Um, I've been around a number of GT cars. I've been around 24-hour cars. I've been around Le Mans cars, Daytona cars, Indy cars, all this stuff. But I don't think I've ever been around race teams that were as sophisticated as the Formula One teams. Truly, truly by far. I mean, it costs a lot more money to run those teams, and uh, they did an outstanding job. They're extremely secretive. We had to have special electronic media credentials to get in and out. We were checked going in and checked going out. I mean, it's one thing when you get checked in, but we had to basically clock going out as well. That was interesting. I've never done that before. The other thing I noticed is in the... Uh, <laughs> and is that a little beep there, Bobby? Uh, the other thing was is the paddock area, which was basically open to all of us in media. and uh, But where the teams were, the actual garages... There was like five levels of media credentials. Well, we were basically, since we're not international, uh, we had kind of like the bottom level, the entry-level media credentials. Still gave us full run of the whole racetrack, but we were only we were restricted to the paddock area. Prior to race day, we could go out in the grid and we could go in the garages. But during race day, we weren't allowed to do that. Unless you were a little on the clever side. Of course, I speak German and I kind of work my way into the Mercedes-Benz camp. And I work my way into the uh, Ferrari camp. And I work my way into uh, Force India, which is also a Mercedes-Benz-powered Formula One car. But I was extremely intrigued and impressed with the way they run their operation down there. Extremely, extremely professional. And if you go to our Facebook page, uh, Gulfstream Motorsports and... Is this in a foreign language? 
Yeah, it's in a foreign language. And if you and and our uh, nostalgic radio and cars Facebook page, I've got some pictures up there of uh, some of the stuff that uh, some of the pictures of uh, that I've captured while I was there at the Circuits of America, the Formula One race at Coda. Coda stand our Circuits of America. Coda is the abbreviated form of it. So if you ever hear me talking about Coda in the future. So here's what happened. The last three laps of the race, right? I was in the media center. The media center was 20,000 plus square feet. It was huge. There was 500 people in there. So I was on my way to hurry to get out the pit row, right? I wasn't thinking, and I ran full bore into a glass window. Now, it ripped my nose. I was bleeding like a stuck pig. It was a mess, okay? But then a couple guys came up, and I had to kind of, you know, and I'm sure there was a number of people laughing because, you know, that does happen. But at any rate, so I ended up sitting and spending about an hour in the uh, emergency hospital that they have there, um, which is where all the race dri- drivers would wind up if they were in a serious wreck. And fortunately, there was nobody hurt because F1 these days is extremely safe. What? We just about out of time, Bobby? Oh, man, you're running me out of time. So I didn't get to just finish my story. Well, anyway, hey, I broke my glasses and I damn near broke my nose. But I want to give a big shout out to our friend Tom at VisionWorks on Missouri Avenue. He was very gracious. He fixed my glasses for me. So now I can see again, which is pretty cool. But uh, if you need some glasses, check out uh, VisionWorks on Missouri Avenue. Give Tom a shout down there. 727-443-6493. That's 443-6493. Tom, hey, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Now I can see again because now I'll have my glasses for SEMA. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. My special guest this evening Again, Mason Dixon. Don't forget his car show this Sunday. The best of the best Christmas wish show. Uh, Les Kaiser from Coda. Super nice guy. Media. Don't forget to check out his radio show, Speed City. Also, don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and tell your friends to tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday evening between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Right here on the Time Talk Radio Network. Okay, and... Don't forget to check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, you want to know where all the shows are? Go to Speed Culture, speedcultureapp.com. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Good night, Bobby. We'll see you. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.